Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Your Love Awakens Me.
the oyster men were having trouble. Their living depended on their catching, and lately they had getting very poor results. There were family expenses to care for, and they were worried. It's no use, John, one of the oystermen said as he looked at the load of oysters. More than half of these shells are empty. We won't be getting much money this trip. I'll tell you, John answered thoughtfully. I believe the starfish are eating the oysters. That's what many think, his friend replied. But how can one of those little things open an oyster? They're so small. Nevertheless, the other man answered, I think we ought to destroy them. Saying this, he thrusted his hand into the load of oysters, and he drew out a small starfish. There, that will fix you, he said as he snapped it in two and he threw it overboard. All the oystermen joined the battle to rid their oyster beds of the starfish. But an amazing thing happened. The more starfish they broke and threw overboard, the more they had in their oyster catch. It's unbelievable. Finally, they consulted a scientist, and he told them that it was true that the starfish were eating the oysters. A starfish climbs onto an oyster and gets a good grip with his five legs, all of which have hundreds of little suction-like tubes on them. He then exerts a pressure that no oyster can withstand. As soon as the oyster begins to open just a little, the starfish injects a poison that weakens the oyster's muscles. It is then no trouble for the starfish to put his mouth into the oyster and suck him in, leaving the shell empty. The scientist went on to tell them that you cannot get rid of a starfish by breaking them in half. Each point on the starfish, when broken away from the center part of the body, has a small bit of the body attached. It can then grow into a full five-pointed starfish. So it would be possible, under the right circumstances, for one starfish to multiply into five oyster-eating enemies. They were told that they had to completely rid themselves of the starfish. Then he showed them how to put their starfish into huge grinders that completely destroyed them so there was not a trace of a leg or body left. We can make many applications out of this. Sometimes we are like the oystermen. There is something in our lives that we would like to get rid of, but we can't just seem to do it. The, God, the word of God through the Apostle Paul said, How to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would do not, but the evil what I would not that I do. The oystermen tried to destroy the starfish by breaking them in two. It didn't work. They had to get rid of them completely. You cannot get rid of sin by just breaking off a bad habit. It will just pop up again stronger than before. The Bible tells that God can deliver us. God says, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of death? And in the next verse, he tells us the answer, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The only way we get through life in a victorious manner is by turning our lives over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen now as Carol Johnson, Cheryl Howman, and Penny Harris sing for us this lovely song, Call Home. Oh 
Sometimes you tell yourself, I've come so far from him, and there is too much that stands between. But still the You are listening to Joy in the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite all who are seeking a Bible-honoring, Bible-teaching church to join us for services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30, here with many classes for the various age groups. We also have a supervised nursery for little ones for all of our services. Then at 10.45, we are gathering in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. Then at 6.45, we begin our closing service of the day, our evening fellowship hour. It is important that Christians gather together to study God's Word. The Altoona Bible Church is pleased and excited to announce the Ball Brothers will be in concert here at the church on Saturday, December the 14th at 6 p.m. Mark your calendars now to be sure to set aside this time for a holiday concert you will not want to miss. Listen now as Nancy McClellan plays for us at the piano this wonderful song, Oh, How I Love Jesus.
We are something like the old rancher of many years ago. His grizzled face was creased into a smile that wrinkled his weathered skin like parchment. It was a dream come true. He stood by the fence and he watched the workmen digging in the prairie soil. He was so pleased that when the railroad agreed to build their new railroad station on his ranch that he sought some fitting expression for his joy. This long-sighted rancher foresaw the blessing of the railroad that would be the Texas ranchers in Medagora County. When the station was finished and the officials came to check on the final details, Jonathan Pierce was beaming. I've decided to name the station. Oh, yes, sir? I'm going to name it, thank God. The officials were astonished. Thank God? Yes, sir. It's a dream come true. There's no telling what this station will mean to this area. Well, Mr. Beers, I think the head office would object to that name. What's wrong with it? Well, there's nothing wrong with the sediment, but in his search for words, he had an inspiration. Someone might think it's irreverent, and surely you of all people wouldn't want that to happen. The disappointed rancher made no reply. Maybe we could compromise, suggested one of the officials. Many names were suggested and discarded. Nope, it's got to show that I consider this railroad a blessing. Say, that's it, exclaimed the rancher. Blessing. And so the name Blessing was adopted for the railroad station. It has been called that to this day. We may smile at the Texas Ranger's way of indicating his thanks to God, but it's hard to find the right words to express how grateful we are for God's goodness. Listen now as Steve Bolt sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Look to Jesus. When you hurt, when you bleed, face a loss, feel a need, look to Jesus, he's your dearest friend. He can feel what you feel. He can help, He can heal, look to Jesus, on His love depend. He knew the anguish of a cross, He suffered long. Felt the hammer blows of wicked men. He'll defend, he'll provide, see you through the guide. Look to Jesus and you'll sing again. Suffered loss, 
felt the hammer blows of wicked men. He'll defend, he'll provide, see you through, be your guide. Look to Jesus and you'll sing Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is rightly dividing the word of truth, the other sheep. John chapter 10, verse 16. Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. For the past several weeks, we've been studying the identity of the other sheep in John 10, 16. While it is generally assumed the other sheep are simply Gentiles, this is not the correct biblical interpretation. Here are a few reasons why the other sheep, John 10, 16, are not Gentiles. The word another is not another of a different kind, but another of a same kind. The Lord Jesus Christ called the Gentile woman a dog. How could a dog ever be confused with a sheep? And how can a dog be classified as a sheep? The sheep are clearly the nation of Israel, Isaiah 53, 6 and Psalm 79, 13. According to Ezekiel 34 and 37, the millennial kingdom reign, there will be one shepherd, one nation, and it will no longer be a divided nation. You might be thinking about the Gentiles. Weren't the Gentiles to be saved? What about Isaiah 60, verse 3? And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Under the prophetic program, the Gentiles were to be blessed. They were to be saved, but through the nation of Israel. Listen to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 24, verses 47 to 49. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witness of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. The so-called Great Commission was given by the Lord Jesus Christ during his 40 days following his resurrection and before his ascension to heaven. He clearly states that this gospel of repentance, remission of sin should be preached among all nations, but beginning at Jerusalem. Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, does not record the beginning of the church, the body of Christ. There were no Gentiles saved that day. Acts 1.8 says, But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. According to Acts 1.8, which is an agreement with Luke chapter 24, there is a definite order. It's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, then the uttermost parts of the world, the earth, then the Gentiles. What about today in the dispensation of grace? 
here at the Altoona Bible Church, we believe and teach the Word of God, rightly divided, 2 Timothy 2.15, from a mid-Acts dispensational perspective. God does not change. His attributes do not change. But His dealings with mankind have changed. And there is a difference between the prophetic program, the nation of Israel, versus the mystery program, the church, the body of Christ. There's a difference between the nation of Israel and the church, the body of Christ, who's made of Jews and Gentiles, joint heirs in the body. We do not believe in nor ascribe to replacement theology, which believes the church replaces the nation of Israel, and Israel's blessings through the Davidic, the Abrahamic, and the New Covenant are somehow spiritually applied to the church today, the body of Christ. This is absolutely wrong, a wrong interpretation and a wrong application of the Bible. The church, the body of Christ, was a mystery until it was revealed to the Apostle Paul. Hence, mid-Acts dispensationalism, hence that the body of Christ does not begin in the day of Pentecost, but in mid-Acts, Acts 13, through the revelation of the mystery given through and to the Apostle Paul. Ephesians chapter 1, or excuse me, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if you've heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which has given me to you word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as a road of four in a few words, whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge and the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it is now revealed in his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. That's Ephesians 3, 1 through 6. Verse number 8 says, Unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Verse 9, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God. Not in the Old Testament, not in somehow the Old Testament scriptures. It was hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. The mystery, the fellowship of the mystery, was kept secret until it was revealed through the Apostle Paul. Under the kingdom program, the Gentiles, we said, were to be blessed through the nation of Israel, whereas in the mystery program, the Gentiles were to be blessed in spite of the nation of Israel and not through them. Romans chapter 11, verse 25, For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And then if you turn over to Ephesians chapter 2, and you can read verse 11, verse number 16, and when you read in verse number 12, it talks about times past, that at that time you were without Christ, you were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you were sometimes or far off, you were made nigh by the blood of Christ. And then if you drop down to verse number 16, it says that he might reconcile both, the both in the context is Jew and Gentile, unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. 
So we need to understand. We need to understand and rightly divide. Not just assume that the other sheep are the Gentiles. When you look at the volume of Scripture in the Old Testament and the New Testament through Paul, what you understand dealing with the revelation of the mystery. You see, the Word of God is so marvelous and so wonderful when you rightly, rightly divide it. Are you rightly dividing the Word of Truth? You need to study it. You need to rightly divide it to understand it. Then you need to apply it in your life so that you can be living for God in this dispensation of grace. Listening to join the morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity.